welcome to Inklings. I am Emily Bell Freeman, and I'm so excited to welcome you to a space where you and I get to experience a hint of something more together. This is a community where we lean into discussions that will help us obtain a bedrock understanding of the doctrines of Christ. Not overnight, but every day better. Strength gathered over time. There is a place for you here. Looking forward to spending the semester with you as we embark on a journey focused on becoming His. Good morning. Hello, everyone. It is Thursday again. We're so happy. This is, I'm sad. It's Emily's going to be back next week. And so my little rain <laughs> is ending. So I'm looking forward to today and this morning. We have Katie Hughes joining us and she'll be jumping on in just a minute. Good morning. I love seeing where you guys are from. That is so fun. So we'll give a minute to, for everyone to hop on. Yay. So excited everyone is here. There's Katie. Awesome. Okay. Let me make sure I have all my things pulled up here. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So we have fun, some fun things for this morning. Democratic Republic of Congo. That is just awesome. Hi, Katie. Hey, Rio. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So fun. <laughs> And happy Thursday. Thanks, you too. It's finally like like sunny here in Utah. So we're so happy. Us too. It feels so good. Oh, it feels so good. Yay. Okay, awesome. We're so excited to jump in today. Um, I was just going to pull up the reading, but my internet is being a little bit slow. Um, so, okay. Well, first, we wanted to start with introductions because I keep seeming to forget that. So let's... <laughs> Start with that so that you guys know who we are. And I know I've introduced myself a couple times, but my name is Rio. I started out with Work and Wonder. Emily and I go way back. So if she is not here, I usually want to kind of step in and help lead the discussion. She made it really easy on me, though, while she was gone, because these women have been amazing. So I am so grateful. But she and I continue to work together under Good News Brand. So, fun. Um, so that's me. I'm in small town, Haley, Idaho. <laughs> Oh, we love you, Rio, and you've done such a good job with this. So um, I, I first met you, Rio, I don't know, years ago when you started working Wonder, and I fell in love with your books. And so I just love the way that all of this has connected. And um, my family goes way back with Emily's family, the Oswald family. We had um, family homes, second homes in Midway, Utah, next to each other, but there was a big pasture between us. And um, those kids always hung out together those beautiful blonde oswald kids and our family hung out together and she was just enough older than me that i didn't really know her until i had connected with her sister a little later and was in a program there um in uh at byu called academy for girls and emily kind of had um just connected through that program so uh, over the years i've just been in touch with that family and and love them so much and um Anyways, I just kind of find myself always connected to Emily um, in some way. We've done lots of things together. Um, we um, are co-founders of Multiply Goodness, um, which she'll have to step back from for this time especially. Um, but And then wrote a book, The Gathering Home, together. Um, I'm a mom. I've, I've started businesses and like to grow those and sold those. And there's been 
um, all the ups and downs of that. But my heart really is my home and family. I graduated in human development and family studies and um, really love that. So kind of like um, uh, last week, uh, I can't remember her name. It didn't come, it came to my mind. Whoever was on last week. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Sherman. I get it. And Sherman. Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> Sherman. Um, anyway, so I'm a little like her. And um, so I love that conversation last week. I'm just really happy to be here. So. So good. It's so fun. It's funny. Once you're connected to Emily, you're always connected, right? She's That's so, cool. so <laughs> fun. And speaking of Emily, you guys, I know I shared on stories a couple days ago. Um, Sweet Emily broke her foot in Israel. If you guys hadn't heard, I'm sure you guys have because we follow her close. And so we're all just a little heartbroken to hear that and so sad. Of course, it's no surprise that she's touching so many people with her positive spirit and attitude towards the whole thing with everyone there. But um, I had a thought and I actually received several direct comments as well saying, hey, could we do some kind of like prayer for her together? And I just love that that came to mind because I said to that comment, I was like, you know, I know no better group of women than to do that and to come together to just pray for whatever she needs right now because that it's inconvenient, to say the least, right? To, to lead those tours and to be there among everything else that she has going. So we'll kind of do something unique. We'll pray together over this Instagram Live. This is one of the most awesome blessings about uh, social media and the way it connects us. So I'll offer a little prayer and then we will dive into our study for this morning. Sound good? Yep. Our Father in heaven, we are so grateful to gather as sisters this morning and especially to do this in such a unique circumstance over social media and to be able to pray together and to unite our faith and our spirits. And we are just so grateful for this sisterhood and that that has allowed us to come together in this way and to continue to see it grow. And Father, we are so grateful for Emily and for her efforts in gathering all of us together. And we want to pray for a special blessing to be with her at this time and Greg and that they can have the comfort that they need and that she can especially feel thy strength to lift her and support her and to be able to comfort her at this time as we know that there is such a love for her to just keep moving forward and and to maintain such a momentum father we pray that she will receive what she needs at this time that she will notice those tender mercies and those blessings that thou have in store for her and father while we are here we also just pray for each of us and all of these sisters that gather every thursday and all throughout the week all throughout the world that we can just continue to dive deep in thy gospel and to truly learn of thy son and our savior and all that he does for our father and what a unique opportunity we have to connect and we just pray for those sisters that need more love and connection and more thy grace and everything that we just pray that they feel and receive that and that we can continue to share this sisterhood with others that need the companionship father and we are so grateful for prayer and how it tethers us to thee and to each other. And we say these things in thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Awesome. That is so unique. You guys like how special to be able to do that. Oh, it's hard to speak through it. Though. I, I promptly uh, assigned Rio to that task this morning. I knew I wouldn't be able to get through it. And I am just kind of a little emotional. And I was with Emily last year at this time. So I'm envisioning all the places that she is having a tricky time navigating. And yet I'm sure just having um, the most beautiful experience teaching all the people that are there. And so anyways, that was beautiful, Rio. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. 
it is it is so beautiful i i israel was not on my map until i grew closer with emily and now i it is high on my bucket list as we will talk about today yeah <laughs> for sure right um I know. Okay. I wondered if you guys would say that. I know. Like starting with a prayer, you know, might have to consider that. It's really special to, to do that. I've done one other prayer. I had a really unique experience when I tried to do a virtual event um, with Work and Wonder. And like the adversary was just so, it, nothing worked, nothing worked. And so all we could do was pray together um, with, because our technology wasn't working. Anyway, I will never forget that. And so sometimes um, I forget that the bounds of prayer knows nothing, right? Like it just anywhere and to connect. So like thousands of women at one time, that's special all over the world to see where you guys are from and to connect. So thank you for joining us to do that. Um, okay. So where we're going to be today, our talk for this week is Hosanna to the most high God by elder Razband. And then the scriptures today, I'm sorry, my internet is not pulling up. Um, but we're in Matthew, what is it? 26? 25. 25. Yep. 1 through 13. Okay. And, yes. and then. D&C. 45, 56 through 59. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Um, awesome. So that is where we are, ladies. And I think what we'll do is we'll start with the talk. And then when he gets to the parable of the virgins, then we'll kind of dive into some of those scriptures. And then we'll circle back and and close with some of his thoughts. But this, it is beautiful. Both Katie and I were texting this morning and it's one of those where you kind of had to dig a little bit deeper to find some of that really, really good stuff. And if you noticed, a lot of his footnotes were so interesting. So I'm gonna bring up a couple of those. Um, but if I may, I wanted to start with just something really quick that isn't totally on topic. There's one line in here that just makes me wanna bring it up. Um, so my husband is a seminary teacher and he was just called this year so it's his first year and it's been really exciting and interesting he's with the seniors so he's with the older kids and this uh a couple mornings ago he came back and he was like wow okay I feel like the lessons are like we're starting to talk about kind of the same thing over and over it's feeling a little bit repetitive he's like I'm, I feel like the engagement's kind of like dying out and he's like I can't get much out of the kids they're getting quiet and and so we were talking about how we could like you know like okay what else, what other questions can we ask and i said you know what um so one of our one of the ladies in our ward is so in touch with just everything that's going on with the church worldwide and i said hey did you hear how president nelson was awarded a really incredible peace prize and my husband was like i haven't and i said you know what i bet that would be so interesting for the youth to share with them what is going on worldwide with the church? Because sometimes we do kind of get in this like tunnel vision and it, we get fixated on little things that, you know, how it's working for us and how it's not. And, and I just wondered, I was like, I wonder if it would be cool to zoom out for all of us and just remember what we are a part of. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is this true and timeless gospel, but it is also an incredible organi organization doing so much good. And there are so many bridges being built, especially by President Nelson right now. He's just had such a um, pull to that. And I've loved watching that. And so I went to the church newsroom and just started pulling up a few of those articles. And I would just encourage you guys to do that. And the line in the talk that reminded me of this was just in paragraph six, where he's talking about this stake in Ghana. And he said, I felt their desire to be counted as part of his far-reaching church. And it's worldwide. And I just, that reminder of like, 
wow, we are a part of something so much bigger than us. And yet it has the ability to connect with us on such an intimate and personal level because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And yet it's this worldwide organization. It's just like, it was just a moment where I was like, that, that is really special. So anyway, I would encourage you, I can even put the link up to the article on Inklings, on the stories, but um, to read about the peace prize that he received and to watch the dialogue back and forth was so tender. And he was awarded, okay, yes, I was just gonna say that. Mm -hmm. Nelson has an oil painting now up next to Abraham Lincoln. Like it is, it, I, the spirit was strong, like a different kind of spirit was strong. I was just like, wow, that is incredible. The sweetest just connections that he is making. So a reminder, you guys, it is so awesome to be a part of something with just such a movement. And I love that he is at the forefront of that. It is so cool. So love that. I so good. Um, okay, let's dive in a little bit. Um, and Katie, we, I will just kind of go in order, but jump in wherever, please. Um, but maybe we start. So he has some beautiful, he organizes his talk really well, actually. I love it. Um, and then he wraps up really well at the end. Should we start with, I'm going to find, um, oh, the Lord knows firsthand that mortality is hard. I highlight that one too. Okay, let's just start with his four points. Shall we? Yeah. And how he talks. Yeah. And can I just say one thing? I just, for Elder Rasband, I think it just takes a little bit of time for us to kind of like connect with, um, you know, the apostles as, as they come into the apostleship and, you know, what are we going to gain from them? But there's something I remember about Elder Rasband and it is really unique. And it is that he was a mission president for my friend who has left the church. And um, I remember her getting on when he was called and she got on Facebook or social media and just professed that he was a man of God. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was so unique that she had done that as she had like, you know, stepped away um, in her like little faith journey and um, was so touched. And I, I thought, oh my gosh, like I, I'm going to listen to this man and I'm, cause I trust this friend and I love this friend and know that her leaving wasn't uh, like a uh, light decision for sure. But I love that she could still testify of this holy man. And so every time he comes on, I think about that friend and, and my love for her and also this man who was called. And I was so touched by his far reaching um, parts like that. He, I don't, I don't you wonder how um, the, the leader, the king of, um, is it Accra, Ghana, or, you know, he was there. His Majesty the King came to Salt Lake City, Utah. And I always wonder, how does that happen? And I think about his far-reaching ability, and there must have been relationship there. Yeah. Um, and then I also thought, I wonder why he picked what he did to share. And it's beautiful to think about as he kind of um, brings it through this, the lens of Hosanna, um, the Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, because clearly they celebrate it there as we learn about this, these holy people, these people that, that you know, they, they dubbed this conference, the I Love You Conference. Yeah. Can you just imagine so much love that it just feels so at home? And I, I love that Elder Rasmussen was trying to convey this. And I think from a worldwide view, a worldwide lens, how important that is. Like, it is so easy for us to get, like you said, that tunnel 
vision and just think here I am going to church doing the things but really it's so much bigger yeah. than what we see and what we recognize and maybe what's right before us and I think that view is beautiful it's an amazing path to walk down and consider what does it look like for them to um you know to wave these palms these yep. you know these representative palms of um and we read you know palms um um of him coming into jerusalem but also what president nelson said the palms in his hand and yeah and um like this celebrating this joy um they, they said they were joyfully walking down the street and so i think are we joyfully walking because we know what we know and because we are a part of something so big and so great and um, I wanted to preface that because I think it really is an important part. It's like a good part of his talk was mm -hmm. this, um, this experience he'd had in Ghana, you know, yes. before. So, um, and uh, I love also how, um, like he moves into how, how Holy Week mm -hmm. is actually, he said that it's a, it's eternal doctrine. If you look at Holy Week, it's actually eternal doctrine as we consider all these things. And this is where those four points yes. come in that you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Yes. So let's uh, move into Okay. That. I'm so glad you brought up celebrating because that was something. And if you guys listen to the Revival podcast, Dave Butler brought this up too. But I love that. Like, because sometimes, especially in the context of the atonement of Jesus Christ, there's very much, and rightly so, a reverence. But sometimes that kind of comes with like a heaviness. Yes. And but we kind of forget that there can be like this really tender, heavy because of the reality of what happened, but also this joyful celebration because of what happened and because of our, the opportunity then we have to overcome all of these things. And that is worth celebrating. Yes. And so I, I love that reminder, reminder of like that triumphant entry and the celebration and like the waving of palms, like that is not a subtle thing. Like it was like, Hosanna, like so exciting. And so that energy, and I can't, I can imagine that in a place like Ghana, it is rowdy in the best and most beautiful reverent way. What do you say? Like, I'm sure there was such an incredible energy there to be a part of that. And so somehow replicating that in our lives of this really just an upbeat, right? And yeah. joyful walking like that does feel like keeping in your step. And it may not always feel like that. And again, there it's life that kind of does this ebb and flow, right? Of when we will, sometimes it will start to feel kind of heavy. Um, and then we lean into a different kind of reverence. But at those times, I think that's when we lean on each other when we're in those different seasons. And yes. right. And to be like, Oh, and just to, oh, I just, anyway, so that celebration, I'm so glad you brought that up. But yes, the four points are so good. And first he talks about prophecy. Um, and I think, and let's see where, Oh, this was where um, I thought it was so interesting. Um, I don't know how many of you guys have read or studied Jesus the Christ. I have attempted. I will say, <laughs> Me too. I have tried. Oh my goodness. Like, talk about jam packed. So, that's a goal in my lifetime, as but in my season right now. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do that. But he quotes um, Jesus the Christ in here by James E. Talmadge. But he, he brings up this idea that although that it was prophesied this this crucifixion and, and this whole series of events he talks about how the 12 
really could not even wrap their minds around it. Like they just, they could not even comprehend it. And he said, it is an astounding fact that the 12 failed to comprehend his meaning. To them, there was some dreadful incongruity and some dire inconsistency or inexplicable contradiction in the sayings of their beloved master. They knew him to be the Christ, the son of the living God. And how could such one be brought into subjection and be slain? And I thought that was so interesting and really kind of cool that he brought that up, that sometimes those prophecies and things that are told that will come, and even like some of the warnings we receive today, we are, are my, sometimes we can't even wrap around it or the urgency of something. And, and so I wonder and I relate to those 12 of like boy are there things that I'm just kind of like okay yeah well, I'm not wrapping around and you kind of move on and what difference would it make to have that bedrock understanding of just prophecy and know and trust that like whatever is said will come to pass and what would it change in my life if I were to actually like listen and hold on to that you know anyway so that was an interesting and with that, you know, I think um, it's what we lean into. I mean, are we leaning into the death part, you know, that he died or whatever? Or are we leaning into the fact that he came and that he rose? And, and I think there's like, that is where the joy is. Like, we actually know the story. We have been taught. We know the truth. And, and we know how all of this ends. And, and so that makes the prophecy feel so fulfilling because we recognize, oh, he did come and he did teach and he did uh, lay down his life for us. And, and then, and when we let that story enter in that prophecy, enter into our hearts, into our own personal lives, it starts to be personal yeah. and it doesn't feel like this thing. And so you think about those apostles mm -hmm. and maybe collectively they don't really know what they're a part of you know we don't really know what we're part of until we realize how much we actually personally need jesus mm -hmm. and then that's when that personal relationship comes comes in and we 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 can shout and we can joyfully walk through those prophecies of him because we know we know what how it ends we know we know he will come and we know he will win and it, and and so it makes all the hard just almost set aside for yes yeah i love that and i was just thinking and it kind of skips ahead but in the very last paragraph when he says um diligently strive to live righteously and be among those with palms in their hands i love that because just even that image that you just portrayed just reminds me that like yeah sometimes we all are kind of like well what what is going on? And you want to surround yourself with those people that kind of remind you to wave the palms and like, this is what it is. Cause sometimes, like I said, we'll ebb and flow and our testimonies will kind of like dim and then become brighter. And so to surround yourself with those people that are symbolically waving palms to remind you, this is why we're here. This is what we're a part of. This is what we believe. It's like, Oh yes. Okay. I love that. Yes. And to be among those. And I I think that's why this community works so well is because we're all working to be those you know um women focused on the doctrine the bedrock understanding like having that truth mm -hmm. um and kind of just putting it into our own personal lives enough that we can share it with others and teach others and all of that you know so that's i think like it's so important to connect with people like you said that can wave the collective palms with you yes. yeah yes
I love that. It's beautiful imagery. Um, okay, I know we want to spend time on some of these more so. So the companionship of the Holy Ghost is a big one. I love yeah. that. I love Me it. So too. I love it. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead with what you have? I, yes. I only have one little thought, and it's just kind of a funny relation. I, I like, had a light bulb this morning. Because um, I think because we're taught, you know, there are these separate beings, right? You have the Holy Ghost, and it's the Godhead. And I love that doctrine and but then I something reading this today just kind of made me realize what an extension of his love the Holy Ghost is mm -hmm. and so when I you know I had just read the footnote 13 of like these 12 that were just like oh my god like I can't even wrap my head around you leaving and they just and so I can't imagine the comfort that they felt when he promised them like I will not leave you I have a plan in place and this Holy Ghost and he testified of that um, and it reminded me, um, oftentimes when I would feel the guilt of like coming to work and leaving my kids at home and just feeling like, oh, like, what am I doing? And I would, I would complain to my husband. I would just be like, am I doing this all wrong that I am not in the home and I'm doing this work? And he said, if you are not in the home and we are an extension of each other, like our our combined parents love is still felt you know mm -hmm. and that and I recognize that is a blessing that one of us can be in the home at, at a time but he just reminded me like I am an extension of you you are an extension of me and so if you are not there I am and their love our love is felt and I and I realized that and put it in context with this of like though Christ you know resurrected and is not here in physical form it's this extension that Holy Ghost is an extension of his love, an extension of his presence, an extension of everything that he wishes he could be right here. Mm -hmm. And that's why he feel so close and almost so tangible to us at times when we are living in that way and we're aligned that that can feel so real to us. And I love that. I love that. You know, I, I you know how sometimes you just find the spirit teaching you in your life and like for the last year I don't know why but like focusing on the spirit maybe I finally like tapped into hearing him and how yeah. I hear him but um I will tell you I've learned so much in my study of the spirit and one thing that just was like this aha moment to me was just the the whole phrasing that we get when we receive the holy ghost mm. we receive it so we are body receives the holy ghost and I love the thought of our holy ghost the holy ghost working hand in hand with our own spirit. It's like the best friend that you you need to get through life. And that imagery to me is beautiful. And that part about like a portion of them living within us mm -hmm. and, um, and how beautiful that is. And as we receive the Holy Ghost every day, um, how beautiful that is. And also just that power packed thought mm -hmm. of, um, sacrament. I've shared this a little bit here and there, but it is so meaningful. If you consider how, um, you know, we are given the gift of the Holy Ghost to, um, we promise to remember mm -hmm. um, him every week. And then he promises us that he'll always have the spirit to be with us. Mm -hmm. And there's something so powerful about that. As we think about that, like what a promise and elder Bednar tells us to just don't second guess yourself. Like you have mm -hmm. it you have spirit and how beautiful that can be and and to trust it mm -hmm. and i think as we lean into the holy ghost like we know it's that first thought it's that first thing we feel do it mm -hmm. um and that holy ghost reminds us of these truths like and and something really neat about 
the spirit like it will bring to remembrance of all things i can't remember where it says that but it's one of my yeah. favorite scriptures how the holy ghost will bring to a remembrance of all things i really like to think about um before we came we knew so much and so really a lot of life is just remembering and i think that's why it feels super special when we feel a truth deep in our heart we know it's because we're just remembering what feels yeah. right for our spirit and how beautiful that we've been given this gift i mean an actual gift every day and to live worthy of that is hard at times but we can and um what a blessing like it's it's just a confirmation a testimony of god's love he loves us so much he wants an added comforter of peace for yeah. our lives and and how powerful that can be if we really tap into it mm -hmm. I, I that is such a beautiful testimony katie i'm so grateful and i love thinking about when and if you know if when because it does happen when distance comes between right when that happens when that face shows up and we're like not feeling quite as in tune as sometimes i am i really try to remember that it is not the holy ghost and that spirit that's like i'm out you know <laughs> it's the one that somewhere it, it takes that extreme ownership if you guys have read that book my husband tells me all about it all the time that extreme ownership of like okay i'm the one that actually moved it was it was maybe a small choice maybe a big one maybe little ones over and over that just started and that's okay and we're promised that we can always return always and so i just sometimes i I forget that like, I think it's them. And you know, I'm like, I was here, you know, but it's like, <laughs> be honest though, maybe something in my life and my focus just barely shifted a little bit, right? Yeah. And my started to mix up and it happens. And I'm trying so hard to not be so hard on myself at those times, right? And just to give, be like, okay, that's okay. My awareness alone shows so much. That I think is so important for us to realize is that when we are just, aware that there is even a desire to return or to be a little bit better that day that alone is so much mm -hmm. and so to give yourself credit for that and be like okay i must care enough to make the small shift back because it's it's showing up right instead of like otherwise it, we would not even like we would kind of keep going but the fact that we're aware that maybe a shift or a change needs to happen i think is beautiful and then they'll be right there they'll be oh i'm so glad <laughs> you just turned right here we did not you know and i love thinking that and that, that turning really is like whether it's every day or every minute or hour or whatever but really every sacrament meeting i mean i'm such an advocate we've got to just keep going to church yes we we really do need to covenant every yeah. week to turn back to him and what yeah. a beautiful opportunity we have like it is set in place for us to go to church and to be in a community yeah. there and collectively yeah together take that sacrament and say we're gonna do better we're gonna try harder to listen to the spirit and and we are fallen people we will make mistakes and there are times when like you said we are so distanced and i think that's where the grace sets in and we realize how much we need god yeah. and how much we need him when we realize oh i've got to work a little harder for this yeah. i've got to work harder to feel that spirit and and trust that spirit and move with that spirit yeah and i think a lot of the things in this gospel and and living the gospel are repetitive for a reason like it's because of consistency and it's because they know <laughs> heavenly father knows that they're gonna need we're gonna need these reminders and you know the phrase like going through the motions i used to have such a negative 
connotation to that. It was just like, oh, we don't want to go through the motions. <laughs> At the same time, though, I have started to realize like, oh, but if that's the least I can do, and I at least get on my knees and pray, even if I'm not feeling anything, if I at least go through that motion, it's something. It just keeps a rhythm there. So even church, okay, some Sundays, you know what? I will totally admit, I'm like, wow, I am <laughs> not in me today. I would much rather stay right here. Yeah. But it's motion of like, okay, but like we keep moving. And even if we go and we come back and we keep, like, I don't know, maybe like just like one little phrase that barely like that helped a little, you know, that's enough. Like it's right. just motions to keep going and that stagnant water it's like that you know less than that stagnant water is what will eventually kind of collect but if we can kind of just somehow keep that movement going and going through the motions sometimes is okay because that's all we can do right mm -hmm. well and you think about that and you think about what am i what am i sending to the lord what's the message i'm sending to him like how am i signaling to him that i love him and that i need him like we may not be feeling it mm -hmm. But what is my signal, you know, and you think about those people in Takarati, you know, you think about, um, you know, how did they pay tribute? They loved so deeply. They were joyful and like, and, and I bet some of them, maybe, may, who knows if they didn't want to be there or not, you know, but I think about, we all go through that. We all go through those times where we're not unsure and all that. But if we think about the signal or we want to send to the Lord that we love him, it's okay at times to just go through, I think, like you said, just the repetitive things yep. and we will feel it again. We have to trust that yeah, because he wants us to feel his love. He wants us to feel yep. his spirit. Oh, that's so true. And we'll come to that too a little bit with the oil and the lamps for yep. sure. And yep. um, we'll go back to that. So um, the third being discipleship. And I love this. Um, this is okay. And maybe Katie, you jump in here because I have one thought, but I feel like it's more distracted. You start with discipleship. Okay. Well, I will tell you this. I, um, I'm thinking about this one story in my life and it was like five Valentine's days ago. And I was living in Arizona at the time and I went to the bank and I was depositing a check for one of my businesses at the time. And um, the woman wouldn't let me deposit the check. And I'd been there several times before with the same type of check written out to the same company. Mm -hmm. And um, she wouldn't let me deposit it. And I, I couldn't figure out why. I didn't know why. And for whatever reason, I, I was like not my best self for sure that day. And I got heated with this woman. And I'm like, you have done it for so many years, for so many months. Why won't you do this check? Blah, blah, blah. And I was really not not my best self. So I left heated, totally frustrated. And um, I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> this is not my favorite lady. So uh, I went in the next month to deposit the check, which she kindly deposited this time. It was so nice and was above and beyond. And I had wondered, did she, did she remember me from the month before? Surely she would remember me because I was, was not great. And um, she was so kind. And I walked out to the parking lot and I felt the spirit just prod me and just say, you know what? I think you owe this woman, woman an apology. And I was like, oh, I do not want to go give this woman an apology because that was a month ago. And I don't even know if she'll remember, but I just felt myself turning around, walking back in and quickly walking like in front of the line and quickly telling this woman like, 
I am so sorry for the way I acted last month. I don't know if you remember, but I was really upset with you because of this and this. And she remembered. And I just said, thank you for your kindness today. It meant the world. And I, I'm so sorry. And thank you for teaching me this lesson. And I walked out and I kind of fumbled over my words. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that was the right thing. But then I just remembered, no, like I totally passed this test because I was prompted by the spirit to go and I, I was choosing him in this moment. And I was choosing him first above my own insecurities and all of that. And it's just been this beautiful lesson for me, like in that moment. And I don't always choose it, choose it, but I loved him first. I loved him most. And I think this is something in my life that I'm working on. Like, how are we choosing him most? I think it's something we have to ask ourselves. And, and it's, it's actually a really good thing to ask whenever we're at a hard spot. Mm -hmm. How can I signal to him that I love him most? And that is discipleship. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just been this beautiful lesson. And it's one that I recall, especially every Valentine's Day, the day you're supposed to love. <laughs> and, um, and I'm never going to forget it. So I think about that. And I think about that as my discipleship. How do I love him? I love him by loving him and loving God and loving my neighbor. And mm -hmm. I loved my neighbor that day. And I feel, I feel so happy that for that one time I listened. I, I love that. I especially loved your confidence in that. And like knowing like I did pass that test that day. Like I did choose him because sometimes we'll kind of second guess or we'll say, yeah, I did. But I was still really mean to that lady. And we'll kind of like focus on that part still yeah. where we're imperfect but I love your confidence in it like no I made right and I know yeah. I made right by her and I made right by him mm -hmm. and I followed through listened and I love that so much and I'm the so insecurities were still there like I mean our humanness still shines through all the yeah. time but then I'm like no who am I seeking to you know yeah. um, get get the credit from or you know yes yeah. yeah oh that's so good um because in this paragraph in 17, yeah. when he talks about um, that phrase, nothing wavered, and that comes from scripture, right? Uh, I, I, that keeps standing out to me. And I think the perfectionist in me and maybe in some of you hears that and I'm, oh, I kind of like, like start to feel like, oh, I don't know if I can be like nothing wavering. That for me, that sounds like perfect faith, like never falter. You know, it's always solid. And it's like, oh, like. Am I not that? Like, what about the cracks that I have? Or what about the times when I, when I start to doubt or I ask questions or all these things? Um, and so I'm just trying, I'm personally trying to understand. Okay, so can I, can I be that, nothing wavering? And sometimes still, like kind of this and, instead of but, instead of being like, oh, but this, this, and this, it's this and, like, and I'm still strengthening my testimony in these areas, right? And, yeah. Yes. Some I was just gonna <laughs> say like it's practicing we don't yeah. automatically have this we have to practice mm -hmm. him we mm -hmm. have to practice what it looks like to live the the ways of the disciple and I know many of you are chosen fans I am too and mm -hmm. I love the humanness of the apostles the way they convey them and I I love it because we they have to practice too mm -hmm. like we, we we just we don't really know um, because we are fallen. And, and so we have to learn. And over time, we learn and know how to do it. We, we like get one step closer to being like, okay, that was a good example in my life of how I followed him. 
But you yeah. know what? There might be four mistakes in yes. addition to that one. You know, yeah. we practice and we choose to practice him every day. And I think that's how we get better. And that's how we get to that point where never wavering is the goal, but we are not perfect. Yeah. And so we just keep choosing to practice him. That is what we do. So good. And your comments are so good to you guys, the becoming and the process mm. and the trying. It's exactly it. It's exactly it. Um, and I think this is what maybe separates from those where the adulation for many did not last. That mm -hmm. I think is so interesting to note because I know every single one of us more than ever before are now very connected with those, like you said, with your dear friend Kate, that have chosen a different path. And it used to be like, at least for me living, you know, mostly in Utah, it used to be like distant friends, you know, like, oh, I know someone, you know, now it is like very close family members and it's all around us. And I just, what, what we have all learned in, in having those relationships of people choosing different paths, I think is incredible where now we are better understanding what it is to love despite the path that people are on. Yeah. Um, also recognizing what those differences are because they are really subtle. And I think it is those small and simple things that eventually make that big difference of someone who has that celebration, the excitement, they were drawn to him, um, his miracles and his teachings and something faded eventually. And I wonder if it's kind of going back to that consistency where it's like, they just, it, it became lower and lower and lower maybe on that priority list um and and sometimes those temporary temporary fixes really start to feel like it's working you know and and so anyway it's just really interesting to think about how we can maintain that mm -hmm. celebratory faith how we can continue to keep that water moving just enough yeah something continues continues to grow and, and progress and strengthen. Otherwise, I, I do agree where it's like, if you're not moving forward, I, th I think you're coming back, right? right. It's not just a still, no. Well, and I think this kind of leads into the fourth point, the atonement. I mean, we really have to realize how much we need him, how much others need him. Yeah. And, and, and as you think about it, I, I love, um, what he said, let's see, it's paragraph 19. Um, and this, he's just um, talking about Alma. If ye have experienced a change of heart, and if ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can ye feel so now? And I think about if, and then then. And you think, if we know these things, and if we've had an experience with where we need the atonement, which is all of us, all the time, every day, mm -hmm. we need it then we know how to sucker others. We know how to lift others and love others better and, and all that. And it's, it's, it's just all connected, the atonement. Yes, we need him because we make mistakes and, and need to be healed, but also he comforts us through the atonement mm -hmm. so that we can walk through and realize how much that atonement will help those that, that have stepped away and, and, and helps remind us how much he loves us. Yeah. You know, there's just such a beautiful connection there yeah. if you think about it. And I think the more we, um, I mean, the atonement is one of those things. How will we ever possibly understand yeah. it? But just knowing enough about the atonement and accepting it, accepting the atonement, I think is even with our lack of knowledge about 
all the things and how it worked. Yes. Um, there is comfort there and such peace. Mm -hmm. And we can just know, I'm not going to understand all that right now, but mm -hmm. I, I do know enough to know that I need it. Yes. And I think some in those relationships where we do interact and spend time with those friends that have chosen the different path, when they're when we wish we could do so much and make choices for them and we can't i go back to waving the palms and it's like sometimes that's all we can do is we wave our own palms because we cannot control them waving theirs if they are not feeling that at that time i just think we hope that they still feel they can be among us and even if they are not waving that palm welcoming the savior into their life they will just see us continuing to welcome the savior into ours without it feeling like we're pushing onto them, but just by that being in, in that company, yeah. right? I love that. Whether it's in this life or not, but just that they still feel that they can be there while we choose to wave our palms of celebration towards our savior. I love that. That's so good. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Okay. He wraps it up so beautifully then <laughs> where he like this paragraph 24, um, where he just kind of lists how it all can kind of be symbolically represented in this beautiful parable, right? And he talks about the oil. Okay, first talk about frantically, because I loved your thought where it just... Oh, it's, I, it's so, so good. Okay, first of all, in 22... Okay. I'm, first of all, I love the parables. And I, okay. I, I, I literally did this this week. I went online and I'm like, I'm just going to like look to see what art I can find. And I found this one. I, I just Googled it, like Google, but like, I love this. And I just love like these women kind of knowing and these ones kind of looking back and unsure. And I think a little bit about what he talks about. He says um, in 22, he said, five were wise prepared with oil in their lamps and some to spare. Okay, some to spare. So think about that in some despair. And five were foolish lamps dark with no oil, no oil in reserve. So no reserve, some despair and no reserve. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about um, uh, just down a little bit in that same paragraph, the other five were frantically trying to find oil. And I look at my life and I think, this is me. Oftentimes, frantically trying to find oil in my life when I all of a sudden look around I'm like, I'm completely depleted. What is wrong? And I, I don't really know that all of us can at all times have a lamp full. I, I want to say we do, and that's the hope, and that's the beauty of this story, because we do want to be full enough when the bridegroom comes. But I also think it's okay to identify with the foolish women, because at times we're frantically, friends, friendsily, like running around trying to navigate life and pick up the pieces and all of that and and there's such power if you think about i don't want that like like christ brings the calm the spirit brings the calm and brings the peace and how can i calmly proceed in my life with drop by drop and it really is the rhythmic things you've talked about like the everyday things mm -hmm. and it's the waving your palms. And for me, that's sharing my testimony. Um, even like with friends on Marco Polo or anyone I talk to, testifying in my some little way of an experience I had at the temple or whatever. I mean, we, we do these little drops little by little, you know, but I think about 
that's how we avoid the frenzy is when we have a relationship with the Lord and daily work to fill in some way um, enough to spare. I love that phrase of avoid the frenzy because that's it. And I think it relates right back to those that had the adulation not last. Yes. Right? Because it said right before they were drawn. So they were, they were filling their oils, but it's that continuation. It's that replenishing mm -hmm. and recognizing that that list the Elder Razvan list where it's the, we, when we hear and feel the Holy Ghost and act on divine guidance, when we make the choice that we show the Lord, like those are all, none of them like a one and done, like right. dump the bucket and then you've got it and it will last. Like it won't last, right? It lasts that time in life. You said, I think that's a beautiful way that all of us really do relate to the foolish ones because sometimes we don't even realize how depleted we get until that moment where you're just like, why am I so short with my kids? Why am I short with that lady at the bank? Why? Like, you're just kind of like, what is that? Like you suddenly do realize and you're like, oh my gosh, I think my lamp is pretty dry. Therefore, and it's just like a cause and effect. Mm -hmm. it, it's so interesting. Yeah. I love that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So that's his list where he brings them together. And I love that. Um, that 24, yes. like, I think you were going to go into it. Yes. It's just so good. It's so good. Let's just read the list because the way um, he represents them. So oil comes from, so this is the prophecy one, believing and acting on prophecy and the words of living prophets, President Nelson in particular, and his counselors and the 12 apostles. So general conference, ladies, we're doing that, okay? <laughs> Little bits at a time. And then he talks about when we hear and feel the Holy Ghost and act on that divine guidance and remember that extension of his love and keeping that close and the way we live to keep that close. Um, one more thing, our... one more thing is so good up in the very beginning of that paragraph, it talks about, um, I fear that some who are just getting by on a thin skiff of oil, mm -hmm. too busy with worldly pressures to properly prepare. Yep. That line right there, mm -hmm. the busyness, mm -hmm. I feel like we can relate to. Yes. Too busy with our pressures of worldly, just of just the living and which yes. so many of them are good, yes. you know, Yes. And just navigating all of that, but just too busy yep. just to properly prepare. Yep. And that's interesting that he said properly prepare because it almost kind of makes it seem like we might think that we are preparing in certain ways. <laughs> like we might be like, no, this, this is good what I'm doing for girls camp. And I know it's taking me hours and hours to whatever. Yeah. Like, so, but is that properly? Like, is that the essential thing that you can be doing? You know, no, but sometimes I feel like we can maybe think that we are filling the lamp and it's actually maybe not the most essential thing we can be doing. Well, and the oh. spirit tells us how, I mean, the spirit really tells us how to properly prepare. Yep. And, and if we go to the scripture part of this in DNC, I mm -hmm. love what it talks about the spirit. Um, DNC 45, 57. I'm going to insert this here because I think it's good mm -hmm. for they that are wise and have received the truth and have taken the Holy Spirit for their guide and have not been deceived. Verily I say unto you, they shall not be hewn down and cast into the fire, but shall abide the day. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about these 10 virgins and how they are the ones that they have received truth. They are wise because they've received truth. Mm -hmm. And they're wise because they've taken the Holy Spirit as their guide. Mm -hmm. You know, and they haven't been deceived. And so you <laughs> speak about that. And they're the ones that can abide the day. And I looked up abide. I love that word. Mm. Um, 
but I loved some of these words that came with it. Listen to this. They tolerate, bear, um, endure, suffer, accept, obey, observe, follow, keep to, hold to. Oh, mm. so good if you think that they are those that can do all that. They mm -hmm. can, and, and, and not all that sounds exciting. I don't want to just tolerate things, yes. and obey and yeah. accept, but this is that part that we get to decide mm -hmm. to choose him. Yes. And, and we get to abide the day because of what we choose, that we choose him. Yes. And one of you called out that line that we love what he loves. Yes. Oh, it's the best. That is so good. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last one, oil comes from repenting and seeking the healing. But then back to where he says, um, in 19, are we continually grateful for that incomparable gift, right? Yeah. So it's not just the once when we need it, when we're like really like, oh, I really messed up. We need it then. But are we continuing continually grateful and very like it's this way of living that's kind of what I said when I um posted the affirmation and I was just like I wonder if the if the moment of Jesus Christ can more so become this mindset and lifestyle that is just so a part of me versus this one thing that I go to when I need it and it's very kind of like fragmented but I want it to become this like very continually part of my life and it's yeah. that it always comes back to then that means there's a relationship there right yeah. when it's just this constant checking in and turning again and i love that um, and that's where that replenishing comes in just this constant replenish and re nourishment mm -hmm. and refill i saw someone's comment say that they wrote in their margins lamp maintenance instructions or something <laughs> like it's kind of fun to think about if you were to give someone a lamp and be like here's how you take care of this. This is what you do. Like, what would that list look like? What would you tell them? Like, this is how we keep our lamps full. And it does a beautiful job of, of listing those things. I love that. And, and so much of what you said there just reminds me of what we've been taught. I feel like recently we're talking about it a lot more, how this is a living church. And, and with that, it means it lives within us too. Like, yeah. you know, it's growing, it's, mm -hmm. we're nourishing. I mean, Alma 32 comes to life if we consider the living part and the faith part and trusting um, this whole plan mm -hmm. is um, it's a beautiful thing to consider how like once we take that into as a living part of our lives, mm -hmm. like we, we living, we live through that. We, we have a life that, that is focused on the living part, the part that is life giving yes. and fruitful. And um, there's something so special about that. And if we, like you said, don't just look at like, okay, I think I need the atonement right now. No, yeah. we need the atonement right now all the time. Mm -hmm. That gives us life. That gives us hope. That gives us peace. Yep. And I think that circles getting really well where it's like, and then from that place, it feels celebratory, right? Oh. It just, it feels like the cause to just like wave palms, <laughs> like gather around. Like, it's just like, yes, like, look at what we are a part of. Look at what opportunities we have before us. And the bands that are broken free because of what the savior did. Like it is just, it should feel like the load is lightened. It really should feel that. And what a gift to be able to have that reminder at such a time in our society and social climate where it does things stack and stack and stack and stack, but to have something that reminds us of like, here is a life load and here is a cause to shout Hosanna. Like how, 
beautiful to be able to have that. I love it. This is a wonderful discussion. Please, I loved all your comments. One more yes. thing I wanted to say, um, you know, at the very end of that parable, when the bridegroom comes and he opens the door to these foolish women and they, he knows them not. And I think something that's so powerful about all of this is that those people waving the palms, like they knew, even at one point they knew enough yeah. to wave those palms. And, and I love the part of like, even those wise women, like they felt like they knew him. They, they felt like they were doing enough. And then when it really came down to the moment where they needed to have been prepared and stuff, I just, I love the thought of this being reflective and thinking, what actually am I doing to know him? And how will he recognize me? And um, how, how can that be a joint relationship that I actually feel like he would recognize me because of the way I live my life and because the way I choose him first mm -hmm. and, uh, and most. And I feel like there's something to be said about why he, like Elder Razvan used the 10 virgins and these beautiful this beautiful example of these people in ghana you know uh mm -hmm. to, to show this idea and so we think how can we best show and reciprocate that love and and work on that relationship with him and i think it is drop by drop yeah. little by and, little and we have to experience all these things the the atonement and and the prophecies and the discipleship and the loving and all of that you know it's all connected it's beautiful Absolutely. Oh, I love it. And you guys, seriously, thank you. I feel like you sum up our thoughts so well in your comments, but I think that all came together just so beautiful. And I am taking a lot from that. And again, I wanted to say thank you guys for joining us in that prayer this morning. I think that was special. And I know Emily will feel that and she's so grateful. And we will get to see her next week. I hope if all goes according to plan, we'll get to have her back. But we are just so grateful for you guys. This is a special sisterhood. So Katie, thank you. Thank for joining you. Me. So fun. Yes. Okay. Have a wonderful weekend, ladies. We'll Thanks see you. Guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me. This podcast is taken from our Thursday Inklings discussions, which happen live on Instagram at inklings.institute. If you loved being here, I'd love to invite you to go even deeper with me get reminders, and enjoy first access to all our events and gatherings by going to emilybellfreeman.com backslash inklings.